Between the Game and Life. I have a special uh, episode. I'm here with uh, Jared Polson. Jared's going to be joining me for a few episodes in season two as a co-host. We have a special series planned, but before we get into that, we're going to do a uh, we're going to do a reaction to last night's uh, Michigan State game. So, Jared, what's up, man? How you doing, Mister Cam? Pretty good, man. So, first, I, I want to ask, like, as a former UK player, when you watch these games, how do you watch the game? Like, what do you like? What are you looking for? Yeah, like, how, how does a former UK player watch UK? Um, pretty much like any fan, honestly, there, there's a few nuances to it. Like, especially since Cal's really done a lot of the same offense, even since I've been there, uh, you, you kind of watch for that, you know, what plays they're running and, uh, you kind of get it, you kind of get a feel of, of what Cal's going to go to in certain circumstances. But other than that, really, I mean, you watch it like you always have, even before you played at UK or something like that. Gotcha. So we've had 24, about 24 hours to digest the game and what happened. And me, you, your brothers, your dad were texting a little bit last night about the game. So what were all, some all of All kinds your- of text threads <laughs> last night. All kinds. What was some of your earliest reactions to, to the game? I mean, honestly, a lot of, a lot of the same of – you know, last five or six years where you just have a completely new collection of guys that haven't quite quite figured it out. I mean, it was pretty obvious last night, I think, that talent level, we were much higher than Michigan State. Like, I don't – Michigan State will be good because they're always going to be decent, but I don't I don't know if, what you thought about their team. But talent-wise, they didn't seem like they, they had a bunch of, of juggernauts, but they just knew, knew how to play a lot older and – honestly I thought we were in control of the game most of the game I was like we're probably going to keep it close but I think we'll end up winning by seven nine points we'll pull away just because I think we're superior to them but it was your case of not not hitting free throws when you should uh, just little little things at the end of the game that happened and just a, a result of I guess not a lot of practice I was actually funny enough I was talking to uh Brennan one of the walk-ons Brennan Canada today for something different and he was saying like Oscar for instance really hadn't even practiced with the team the last three weeks like yeah he he's actually been out like with that knee injury and they've been really cautious with it and then you know people will talk about that last play where he just got completely lost and let the guy <laughs> get the dunk but it's like yeah if you haven't practiced it for like three weeks and you don't know that how you guard the inbounds pass. There's just a lot of little things that are going to get better throughout the season that we saw were just kind of frustrating last night. Yeah, he hadn't practiced much and still had almost 20 and 20. So that's the good news. Yeah, <laughs> you have a guy that hadn't, hadn't practiced at all, and he, he did what Oscar does all last year. Yeah, I noticed it, it really seemed like the guys were, like, looking for him and, like, they were wanting to give him the ball, which was encouraging. Um, I know a lot of times guards have, you know, or either people that are on the wing, they have trouble feeding the post. But one thing, so I was thinking about, I actually watched Gonzaga in Michigan State. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I like to scout out teams, you know. Right. Because you never know. I might I might send a scouting report to to a coach just, in, you know, on the low. But Shoot an email. I'll probably get it. <laughs> but uh, 
I knew Michigan State was going to be tough just because of the way they played Gonzaga. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed with when Kentucky plays teams that have like two really good guards, like we really struggle. I mean, I think that's with any team, but like mm-hmm. my mind flashes back to um, when um, in the national championship game, uh, it, it, it might have been your senior year. They played Shabazz and Ryan Boatwright. Yep. But for some reason, like in my soul, I knew we weren't going to win that game because I knew like the guards up front could not guard their guards. And yep. when when the game got close and the other team, I can't remember what his name was or who he was, but he kind of reminded me of Ashton Hagens. He had like a build like Ashton Hagens and kind of moved like him. But when he was hitting some tough shots at the end because he was just like dribbling and he would stop, pump fake, and then like rise up and just make it. And so he yeah. was really hitting some tough shots down the stretch. Yeah. But like also the other dude, I think I put on Twitter that number three was Shifty. And like he was out there bopping the people. The lefty. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so and so like on us, and I, this is true for any team, but like if you let guards get penetration, just stand out there and dribble and do whatever they want, like you're going to have yep. a hard, hard time. And then I know we're kind of getting towards the end of the game, but when Wheeler let dude like catch it over his shoulder and get him on a run and start like in the last seconds, like you're, 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 oh, yeah. you're like guaranteed to have a breakdown at the end. Yeah. Toppin was late on his recovery. CJ was trying to guard two people. Chain and effect. I, yeah. And I had flashbacks to uh, that elite eight when um, North Carolina hit that shot and the same thing kind of happens. Like you let him get on a run. Someone's yep. going to get out of position that someone on the other team is going to be open. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster if you don't keep the ball in front of you. But what else did you see over the course of the game that, you know, that you, that you liked, didn't like, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are talking like, I think Kaysen Manny's the real deal. I think uh, defensively specifically, like it's, it's going to be nice to have that ball stopper. I think really in the last, three or four years we haven't really had the guy that can just lock somebody up and he seems like he might be me that guy that year this this year and almost seems a little bit like Ashton like where he not offensively but defensively where he just knows how to get his hands in there and get steals like he whatever broke broke the record or had some crazy amount of steals last night so I thought he was really positive even hit some jumpers which you know I guess Jerry's still out for debate if he's a, a great shooter or a good shooter, but it was good to see him play well that first game. Uh, Oscar Oscar did his thing. I think it's – I mean, me and you talk about this a lot. Just besides those two, it's, fi- it's, it's those other players finding their role. Yeah. I think that's – and you're probably already going to talk about this because I know you're big on it. But, like, when you've got <laughs> when you've got a lot of players on your team, I mean, we played – what do we play? Eight – like, at least nine guys, maybe even ten in spurts sometimes just seems like they're all kind of just out there like a little little bit lost like a Damian Collins for instance like great athletic talent but don't really know what his role was last night I know he's I know he's got some you know his dad passed away and so he hasn't really been with the team either which also doesn't help but like I think it's just a matter of you know Oscar and Case and it seems like they've got their roles down but and, and severe to an extent but the rest of them just like figuring their spots, getting to their spots, knowing what their roles are. And unfortunately, I know the fans don't like to hear it, but that takes time. And that's why Cal's always <laughs> like, guys, we may not be good at the beginning. And uh, 
it's frustrating because like I, I think we were one in five in championship classics over the last six years. Somebody, a buddy of mine texted me that. So it's like frustrating to always lose these kind of bigger games at the beginning of the season. Uh, then another guy texted another friend texted me like, the thing about it is we're always in it besides a few years in Cal's tenure here. Like at the end of the day, we always have a chance in March and that's really all you can ask for. Um, yep. So those are some, there's, there's a lot more to it, but those are my initial thoughts to, to last night's game. Yeah. Going off case and Wallace, being able to play the passing lanes and get steals is one of the most underrated skills. Like it is a real skill to be able to play passing lanes. Yeah. Like when, when, when we were in high school, Charles, my, my friend, he, so we, we had like this highlight DVD that they would make for us at the end of the year. And I'd, I'd have to show it to you one day, but the amount of like passing lane steals that just like breakaway layups that he got that year where no one's past half court is absolutely amazing. Like I could never, I never was good at playing the passing lanes and to yeah. be able to anticipate like that is a truly good skill. I mean, how many steals did he finish with? I don't know the final number. I feel like it was like seven or eight, which is yeah. crazy for a college game. <laughs> that that <Right>. is absurd. <laughs> first yes first big game too yeah that that is 100% a skill and, and we I mean Ashton's the one that comes to mind Hagen's like he that was his best skill yeah was that but other than that there's not really been a ton of guys that I can remember that just have they, it's like they just have a knack for finding finding those lanes like you're talking about and getting the feels um yeah it's it's funny that you brought up the role thing and the the, the talent and the amount of people we have. So I wanted to ask you this because I have my own theory. Do yep. you believe that you can have too much talent? <laughs> Here, here's my, okay, okay. So I, I think our theories are similar, but like I call, I call it the Olympic theory. And maybe we talked about this in our last pod, in the last time I came on your, on your show. But uh, I, to an extent, I really think you can like, if you watch the Olympics, when you you get all these, you know, the supposedly the best players in America all on one team, if you watch, they all don't play as well as they do like on their NBA teams. Right. Because I think in the back of their minds, it's like, hey, I can, you know, I can shoot this shot and I'm going to get, I'm going to put up 25 to 30 shots a game on my team. But it's a little bit different when you've got an open shot, but there's KD to your right and there's LeBron to your left. COVID, like whoever it is yeah and so you you even if you second guess yourself even a little bit in basketball like confidence we both know this is huge like yeah I think that's just as important as skill it's just confidence in yourself so I I think really Kentucky I mean you see that a lot with guys like coming out of high school into Kentucky and we're like, why, why did they have like these awesome mixtapes? And then they just struggle a little bit at, at UK. It's like, yeah. well, when you're playing with other five stars and we were playing like with, usually we have at least eight or nine guys that get minutes. Uh, it is a little bit hard to figure out your role. And like, how do you, how do you fit in and how do you play the game when you're used to getting 25 shots a game in high school and, Hey, if 12 of them go in, that's great. We're probably going to win to, you know, maybe I've got 10 to 12 shots a game. Yeah. If I'm one of the higher volume shooters on our team, like I got to make them count. Um, so I think that takes time. I think that really takes time uh, to figure that out. 
And I think that's why you see a lot of guys struggle at, at Kentucky. And then but the other part of it is I'm also a believer in and, and I think Cal's the same way. Like eventually you got to shorten the rotation. Yeah. It's hard to play like 10 to 12 guys in a college bat in a 40 minute game. Yeah. Cause you got to let guys get in rhythm. Like, yeah, you, you can't like, that's why I don't think the platoon, I mean, the platoon system worked because we were just way better than everybody else. But even then at the end of the season, he went away from it because he knew like you can't play five minutes and get in a rhythm and then come out, play five more minutes. Like you've got to know, Hey, I'm a top eight guy. And whether I'm shooting well or not, whether I'm playing well or not, like I'm going to get my minutes. And I think that gives you confidence. So, yeah, when you were talking about the Olympic theory, I was thinking about Jason Tatum in the prior Olympics, just, just yes, his past Olympics. Exactly. Like he was, uh, he's used to being able to get out there and dribble and hit step backs and all this other stuff. And they had him out there screening and rolling. Yep. <laughs> he's probably thinking, I've never set a screen a day in my life. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's I'm sitting, real. I'm sitting here catching the ball in the high post and supposed to look in the post and look this way. Like, yeah, Wait, it is. Raymond Green's role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is hard. And it's 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 easy if you're beating a team by a lot and you can just kind of go out there and do what you want. No one really cares. But when the game gets tight, like I was texting last night, like when the game gets tight and you have a bunch of talent, everyone starts looking for the other person to yep. do it and I think that's why like late in the games guys just stand around because they're just looking to like who's going to do it <laughs> and especially like and you're right if, if you're out on the floor and you have the skills to maybe like get a bucket or something but you haven't done it all game like when the game's tied in two minutes like that's not the time to be like all right <laughs> it's, just, it's on me and like yeah. I like I posted last night on Twitter it was a funny tweet that said, like, uh, I think it was the first overtime where Jacob Toppin, he shot, like, three or four shots in a row. They were all terrible. And I yeah. tweeted, like, <laughs> I tweeted and said, Toppin said, Toppin said, watch out, y'all. I got this. But, like, <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone else was just standing around just because Oscar had fouled out and everyone else was just standing around looking like, well, who's going to be yeah. that guy? Yeah. And when yeah. you do have, like – nine or ten people it is tough and I think that's why like I honestly think that's why the 2012 team your team won is because like y'all only played really six people yep. um you played six people and I think Kyle came in sparingly like I, Kyle was the seventh man who played like maybe 10 minutes a game yeah like if he yeah. made the first shot like he'd play he longer but if he, if he missed it yeah <laughs> So because of that, I think everyone knew their role and just fell into place. But when you have like the, pl the platoon system, like it's it makes the game super challenging to to play. Yep. And I think I mean we like you know Cal's Cal's first five years here here, it's like Elite Eight, Final Four, Championship, NIT year that that you can put an asterisk beside that, and then another championship game, and then a, I guess Elite Eight or final four when they lost Wisconsin. Like if you look at all those teams, they were not deep at all. Yeah. They were, I mean, maybe that first year when John Wall was here, but even then, like they really only played six or seven guys. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I think you're exactly right. Like I think seven is probably that sweet spot of, you know, you've got your, you've got your two guys that can come off the bench that really contribute and are important. And then, maybe an eighth, ninth guy if you get in foul trouble. But when you've got guys like this year's squad, like who's who's not going to play? 
Right. That's the hard, that's the hard part that Cal's got to figure out. It's like somebody somebody's not going to get minutes. And yeah. you know, we've got 10 guys that could arguably all vie for.